You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey. All right, Matt. Second half starts, and it really started kind of the same way the first half ended for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills get the ball to start the second half, and they just march down the field. But then they get to third and five from the Miami five-yard line, and, and it went, oh, let me actually, I'm sorry. Let me go back. That was the first quarter. Sorry. Let me go yeah. to the third quarter here. Third quarter. Bills get the ball. They march down the field and they get <clears throat> down to the Miami 48 yard line, third and five. Josh sack. takes a sack and they yeah. have to punt the ball away. Another missed opportunity. And you're thinking, here's what I'm thinking. Just don't keep this. Just don't let it be a two score game. Yep. If you don't let it be a two score game. You have a shot. And that's when the defense started to step up and they were even losing players. Rasul Douglas is out. Here comes Dane Jackson. And how about Balen Specter coming in? Did a great job. The defense had to step up in those first couple of drives in the in the second half. Yeah, the game was all about the unsung heroes. It's of course about the AFC East, but you've got Balen Specter. You've got Dane Jackson. I tweeted when they came into the game, man, this is really gone from bad to worse now that you're already down and you're without two guys who you really counted on and Tyrell Dodson and Russell Douglas. They did not skip a beat. They were awesome in this game. So you have those guys. You have Puna Ford, who makes the block on the Deontay Hardy punt return, which is just insane that he was even out on the field. You have the Deontay Hardy touchdown. You've got the Taylor Rapp interception at the end of the game. You've got Khalil Shakir having one of his best games of his career. You have Dalton Kincaid probably having the best of his career. So the entire game was about the unsung heroes, but especially on defense, to pitch a shutout, against this team, and I know the Dolphins are also banged up, but at home, to hold them to 14 points after they scored 14 in the first half is the most impressive outing for this unit the entire season, and Sean McDermott deserves so much of that credit. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about that defense in the second half. This is a stat for you, folks. The Miami Dolphins, 101 yards rushing in the first half, seven, not 70, not 17, seven yards rushing in the second half. The Bills made a great adjustment to button up on the perimeter. Terrell Bernard talked about it at halftime and said, you know, they were getting them on the perimeter. The Bills made some adjustments. They made sure they shut that down. And Matt, I think 
I think because of that, I think Mike McDaniel got a little spooked and mm-hmm. they didn't really have an answer for that. And now the Bills kind of made them one dimensional a little bit. And that's when they were able to get their secondary involved a little bit more to get their hands on some balls to break it up. A couple of fortunate drops from Tyree Kill, to be quite honest with you. One was a nice play by Micah Hyde as well. But the mm-hmm. Bills did a very nice job because they had a great second half adjustment. And that's why in the second half, the possessions for Miami went punt, 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 punt. No more than four plays, any drive, interception at the end of the game. But we all know the game turned on Deontay Hardy's punt return. What was your vantage point? What were you thinking when you saw Deontay Hardy taking that ball at his own four-yard line? So it happens right in front of us. The Hard Rock Stadium press box used to be the press box for the baseball field when they played baseball there. So it's a really obscure kind of vantage point. It almost would be like if you're sitting behind home plate. So for me, I'm at third base, which is basically directly behind the end zone. So the punt is coming right at me, and I'm sitting next to Mike Catalana, and I say, just let it go into the end zone because you had probably five or six yards of separation from the person chasing him down to where he is catching the ball. So I'm like, man, unless that takes a crazy bounce, that's going to be a touchback. Just take it at the 20. He takes it right when he breaks the first tackle, then it's clear as day. Oh my gosh, he's going to take this. He's going to take this to the house. And it's so fitting for the game that was played that that would be the play that kind of brought the Bills back into it. It felt like in a little bit of a way, even though we knew they made the playoffs, it felt like a little bit of a way that Deontay Hardy kind of saved the season. And I think the minute that happened, I think a lot of Bills fans were pretty juiced up and rejuvenated thinking that this game is still very much within reach because at that point, you had just forced the Dolphins to punt. The whole sequence was really impressive because Tyreek, well, they ruled it a catch, like a 14-yard gain that would have brought them around yeah, midfield, yeah. and Sean challenges the play. Now, Sean, historically, does not have any success challenging the play. It's overruled and reversed, ruled an incomplete pass. That pushes them back to second and 15. On the next play, they take an illegal blindside block penalty, and that pushes them back another 15 yards. So then just like that, you go from second and one at the 50 to third or excuse me, second and 30. I think they ran a draw play and then they had an incomplete pass after that. So then that's when the punt return happens. So you're feeling good about the defense. Deontay Hardy makes this big, huge play. And then at this point, there's still like 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So there's a lot of game to be had. And then the stop on the next possession after the Hardy one was really when I was like, they're going to win this game. They're going to go down the field because they moved the ball well the entire game. I had no doubts that they would be able to get up and down the field offensively. My doubts were, and kind of snarkingly tweeted, after the beautiful back shoulder throw to Kincaid that set them up on that drive, and then they had the deep shot to Shakir. I was like, you can't have a red zone turnover if you don't get to the red zone. And then a couple plays later, they scored. And then that's when it was like, okay, yeah, I really do think that they're going to win this game because I think one of two things is going to happen. Either the defense is going to make another stop because they look that good, or if the Dolphins score, I'm confident the Bills are going to go down the field and score again because they were moving the ball well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I felt the same once that touched up. From my perspective, and you probably did the same thing, the first thing I'm looking at is there flags. any flags, flags. Play, right? All over. You're so everywhere. Used to flags all, all the time. You're so used to flags in that situation. It didn't happen. Hardy was not touched. I mean, he went 96 yards, zero hands on him. He just took it. What, Like you said, great blocking right up the middle. Bam. Takes it to the house. You look, there's no flags. The minute that happened, Matt, being on the sidelines like I am, I mean, you literally, you know, you've been in situations, you've been in the stadium when you can feel the energy change, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt the energy change. The Bills fans were there were so, the, the nervous anticipation, the disappointment of not getting in the end zone those few other times. And then when that happened, it really was like a big kind of collective sigh of relief. Like, here we go. We've been in control of this game, and now it's back to where it needs to be, and we'll be fine. And then after the game, players even basically said in the locker room, hey, we knew once that happened, we could feel it. We had the momentum. We're going to get a stop. Offense is going to score. We're, we're taking charge of this game now. You know, paraphrasing a few of them, what they said, it was yeah. right there. That's exactly what happened. They come out. They stop them on the next drive. The Bills get the ball. They go right down the field. And on that next drive for the Bills, another guy stepping up. How about Ryan Vandemark coming in at left tackle on an mm-hmm. eight-play, 75-yard drive for the Bills to get the game-winning touchdown? Deion Dawkins goes out. He has a lacerated hand. He's getting stitched up. He misses that whole drive, misses the punt return, misses the, that drive. Ryan Vandemark comes in, plays left tackle, and the first guy, after Deion comes out of the tunnel, gets on the bench, they, they score, they kick the extra point. The first guy off the field to go hug Ryan Vandemark was Deion Dawkins. He gave him a big yeah. hug. It was great. I mean, I, I think that just speaks volume, volumes to these guys, this team. Unselfishness, understanding your role, and wanting everybody in your position, whether you're the backup or starter, to succeed and help each other. Yeah, so we're after the game. It's a really kind of it, – it's the worst, but I'm not – I don't want to say it's – I'm not complaining. It's just the reality of it. With a couple minutes left in the game, we have to go down to the tunnel. So we always miss, most of the time, we miss the end of the game. Now we're watching it on a TV screen. So with about three minutes left in the game, after the third and 13 run, I get in an elevator and I head down to the tunnel. I go down, I'm watching the rest of the game on the TV. Right when the game ends, we run down to the Bills tunnel so we can get those guys coming in, and then obviously they have their interviews. Watching that team come off of the field yesterday, the energy, excitement, and honestly just relief that they all had, I know we can say, well, it's the most important game because it's the next game and every game is a must win and these have all been playoffs. They were so revved up yesterday, and I know it's a big win, but I do think that those kind of moments are contagious, and I think those are the things that can springboard a run here. And that's one of the reasons why I'm really optimistic that this team could make some noise. It just felt like they are so in sync with each other and so many different guys stepped up for them that the belief that they have in everybody on that roster is about as strong as it's been during the entire time in this era. You know what I mean? Like the closest I think they've ever been to a Super Bowl, even though they have gotten farther, was the year that they had 13 seconds. And this is feeling eerily similar to that. You just obviously hope that it does not end in such a catastrophic way like it did that year. Just the guys that stepped up, the moments in the game, the different players in the game. Josh Allen 
having a terrible first half and just immediately like in the did he have a half, terrible first half? Did he have a terrible first half? There was I don't think two he had a terrible first half. I think he had two. He had one really, two really bad decisions. One turned out to be a really bad throw as well, kind of. Yeah. And otherwise, I thought he played. You know, he. I mean, he was dialed in. He was from the get go. He was hitting guys. I don't think he had a terrible first half. I think he made a couple critical mistakes that cost the team, though. If you think the interception is on Gabe, uh, the, I'm not saying you. I'm saying in right. general. Yeah, yeah. If you think the interception is on Gabe and he ran the route wrong, then maybe it's not as terrible as I said. But the right. simply inexcusable plays are yeah. the throw to Ty Johnson cannot happen. Like, yep. I know that you're trying to let your guy make a play, and that is why Josh is such a freak. But in that situation, you cannot do that. And then the other one, I have no issue with the second interception because it basically was an arm punt. But I have an issue with him missing Kincaid, who was wide open, yeah. which would have continued to move the ball and then probably led to points. So in the, that instance, I feel like if you move the ball that well and only have seven points, something went wrong. What I posted last night in the third or fourth quarter was it is incredible that Josh Allen has the ability to be the best player in the game and the worst player in the game all in the same 60 minutes. And I feel like that's a little bit of what we saw yesterday. For the wow. first half, I said terrible. You could say bad. You could say whatever you want. In the second yeah. half, the only play, bad play, only bad play, was the Christian Wilkins fumble, which is also a nice play from him. He was outstanding in the second half, and I think that's one of the differences between a guy who is truly elite like Josh and then a guy who is good like Tua. Because in the second half, Tua crumbled and Josh shined. You know, it's interesting – I wonder, despite the two interceptions and the fumble, if Josh could still win the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Matt, he was 30 of 38. That's 78.9%, 79%. 359 yards, mm -hmm. okay? And he also, he had, what, 15? He had 15 carries for 67 yards. He totaled, total, excuse me, 426 yards of offense. I mean, yeah, he might he win AFC Offensive Player of the Week again against the Miami Dolphins. Before we get to our final you know, segment and talk about the upcoming opponent, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and, and the look ahead, how about, you were right, I'm going to give you a lot of credit here, buddy. Um, Leonard Fournette, he gets yeah. elevated. They, they, they inactivate um, Latavius Murray. It seems like it was the right choice. Leonard Fournette had a couple of runs where he needed to squeeze a couple extra yards out of it, and he did. Yeah, I think it was their first offensive possession of the game where it was third and one, and it was obvious that they were just going to turn around and hand it to Fournette, and he got him five yards. And there were a couple instances where he got those short yardage situations. This should be the norm. His nickname is Playoff Lenny for a reason. You should have him active. Well, now with the Ty Johnson concussion, he might just be active regardless right. of how they feel about Latavius Murray. But I think there's a world where Leonard Fournette is now getting the second most touches if Ty Johnson is unavailable. And I, Ty Johnson should not be punished for getting hurt. He has been really good no, for this team and has made some really good plays. But, yeah, I, I like Leonard Fournette, and in those short-yarded situations, I do trust him. All right, Bills take on the Steelers Sunday at 1 o'clock. Let's talk about the look ahead. 